Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic. Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Make sure you download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review at Mike L Sports on Twitter for me. And we are brought to you by our good friend Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning today with Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Get your financial future in order. Advisors.massmutual.com. He's on Facebook. He's on LinkedIn. Open up our eyes to unbelievable things in the future to get set up and and hopefully retire a little bit faster. Brian Conboy. Advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy is the official financial uh, advisor of the ML Sports Platter. Also, thank you to Axe Exotic Pets, Sit Mean Sit Syracuse, and our good buddy Matt Graham at State Farm. Get a free rate quote today. Visit SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com, auto, home, life, bank, health, business, you name it. Matt Graham of State Farm can help you out. Can't wait to talk to this next guest, Del Reed, on Twitter, at Del Reed. He is the co-founder of Bill's Mafia and the fan base, and he runs 26 Shirts Buffalo, a tremendous group with great themed Buffalo shirts. Uh, so much of that money going to charity just does a great, great, great job. 26shirts.com. Go buy some shirts and support the cause. And again, you can get Dell on Twitter at Dell Reed. Dell, thanks for a few, bud. How you been? Great. Great. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. So let's start right off the, the shoot here. I mean, your, your warehouse is open and, and ready to roll, right? So uh, where is it? How can people get involved? And you've got pretty much most of your products that, that are available there, right? Yeah, so we've opened up what we call a retail showroom in Tri-Main Center in, in Buffalo, 2495 Main Street, Suite 347. Um, we're just really excited. We offer you know most of what you'll find on the website, aside from our, our current fundraising campaigns that we put out every Monday or, um, or Wednesday for special editions and comebacks. But for the most part, if you can see it on the website, uh, you can find it in our showroom. Okay, so one cool thing that's going on, obviously, is the bills are are really, really good again, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and and you guys have been doing a, a great job and um, with the product before they got really, really good. But how much, how much momentum, how much extra momentum have you been feeling because the team is really, really good? Well, they say a, a rising tide raises all ships, right? So we were doing okay, but as <laughs> As the team succeeded, you know, obviously there was more demand for anything that represented them. Uh, I remember the San Francisco 49ers Monday night game alone. I think we had three different shirts that came out of just that one game between uh, the Rain Wilson tweet about Josh Allen and the Rockabye Beasley design we did after John Feliciano uh, kind of rocked Cole Beasley in the end zone. 
and I don't even remember what the third one was, but I remember there was three, and a lot of those came from, you know, just people tweeting at us saying, you got to make a shirt about this. And so we had a lot of different people, you know, tweeting at us and, and emailing us saying, you've got to make a shirt about this. Um, and, and it was just a lot of fun, you know. It's, you know, these are things that are going on that we're all celebrating together, and we can find a way to give back to the community at the same time. It's, it's a lot of fun. Okay, so what did you make of the team's draft? Do you like do you like what the pickups they got? I think the first two, I think Greg Russo and Boogie Basham. Obviously, you didn't you know not only fill the need there because you got to go chasing Mahomes. That's what everybody keeps talking about. But they seem to be really really great athletic players. What, what were your draft thoughts for the Bills? Yeah, well, I, I'm no college football expert, so I can't speak to the specific players that were drafted. But I think that they they, they heavily invested in the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, which I think is great. That's where the game, <laughs> a lot of games are, are won and lost, you know, at the line of scrimmage. So I was happy, I was happy with it. Uh, I was actually very happy. I, I think the team, as Bills fans, we're not really used to having a roster that's pretty complete <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Always room for improvement, but um, we're not used to, you know, drafting for what's basically the back end of the roster. So, uh, and, and you look at the undrafted people they bring in, I mean, who knows if any are going to make the team. It used to be three, four, five dudes would make the team from the undrafted alone. So, um, it's just, it's a, it's a nice place to be as a fan, just knowing your team's identity, knowing who the players are, knowing they're good. So, with the draft, I had no issues whatsoever because, for the most part, they're not drafting starters. I, I had so much enjoyment in the draft because of what you just talked about. I mean, you know, you, you, are they going to go up and rush up to get a quarterback? Are they, do they need this person and that person? And it's, the Bills have so many holes to fill. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's just plug and play and patchwork. And part of the reason for that is that Brandon Bean made several moves already to bring a lot of the guys back together. Are you in favor? Cause there was a lot of noise around JJ Watt and, you know, free agency uh, with some other players. Uh, the bills didn't make a huge splash, but I look at it as well. Their splashes were bringing back everybody that was, you know, collectively as a unit was one win away from the Super Bowl. Absolutely. A- absolutely. That was a splash in and of itself. You had players like Isaiah McKenzie saying like he would have played for candy. I mean that should tell you what the where the team is at. Yeah, those guys are all bought in, aren't they? Man. Yeah, absolutely. And these aren't like just you know Joe Blows off the street that are bought into it and they're just happy to have a job. Like these are like high quality NFL players that they all serve a role on this roster and they all contributed last year and they wanted to come back because they feel they have a shot at winning it all. And as a Bills fan for so long that seems like such a a laughable thing to say. Uh, the, oh, I think the Bills might win the Super Bowl this year, but <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's I think you can say it now, and people aren't going to even bat an eye at it because they are a contender, and the players know that. Well, here's the thing. On that note, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought it up because I, I was going right there. Will, do you think the fan base, if if at the end of 2021? You know, they take a step back, a couple wins in the regular season. They come short of the AFC title game. 
do you think fans will turn on the situation that fast? Because one year to the next, to the next, to the next, it, it leads more expectations where a lot of fan bases are just automatic to say, well, this year should be this because of what we did last year. And it doesn't work that way. Sports are different. Every year is different. You have to, you know, hit the reset button. A lot of other teams around the bills are obviously a lot better in the AFC, as you know, Dell. So do, do you think, cause you have a great pulse of the fan base. Do you think that there will be a turn major disappointment, et cetera, or no, not really. Cause we're still kind of in that window to, to go win one. I certainly hope not. I think big picture, I don't think that's going to be a problem. You'll, you'll always have yahoos on Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever, you know, dropping these, you know, crazy hot takes in terms of, well, I guess they're never going to win it. Like <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback arguably in the game, right? Uh, and how many Super Bowls has he won? How many has he been to? Not He doesn't go to one every year. <laughs> and, and Josh Allen is just turned 25 years old. He has his entire career ahead of him. You know, uh, and Sean McDermott said it himself, you know, at the, the end of season presser. Every te- every year, it's a new team that you're working with. It's a new team. And so I really, I personally, I'll be disappointed if they don't make it to the Super Bowl. I'll be disappointed if they don't even make it back to the AFC championship. But um, I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't want to lose perspective here. I hope fans don't either that this team was, I would even say so bad for so long, but they were so middle of the road for so long, always in the hunt in November, you know, always just kind of there picking 10, 11, 12, sometimes eight uh, in in the draft every year. They could never really move up or down too much. Um, we're, we're in a special time right now as fans. And does that mean we're going to have perennial trips to the Super Bowl or even to the conference championship? Probably not. Probably not, but um, I'm not. I, I'm not going to get angry <laughs> if if you know they don't bring home a Lombardi Trophy every year. Uh, I'm going to enjoy this time that we're in right now, trying to stop and smell the roses because of. I mean, the dark times. I always call them the dark times, basically the 2000s oh, <laughs> up until a couple of years so ago. So brutal. The yeah. dark. Yeah, they lasted so long and. I'll never forget the 2009 game against Cleveland where they lost 6-3. to three and I was, Anderson won, I won was the there, game. and it was a snowstorm right at the end of that game. That was a brutal drive home. Well, I think it's a different game we're talking about. This is the one that actually is in 09. In, I think it was in September or maybe early October. Um, it was 6-3, to three, not 8-3. to three. There's the Browns and the Bills have had some epic terrible Oh, yeah, well, the, there was one in Buffalo that was somewhere in that time that I was at. I covered the game. And it was a horrible snowstorm going home, and I think it was a battle of field goals. So I, yeah. I, I just I lose them at some point because there's been so many, as you said, the Browns and Bills have played so many bad ones. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I just think of those games and the you know the the, the late two thousands and mid two thousand, early two thousands. <laughs> um, so it's I'm just gonna I'm gonna enjoy this for what it is, you know. And that's a really long answer to me saying I really hope that. You know, my fellow fans kind of join me in that. And I think that's the case. Like I said, there's always a couple guys that will 
tweet about some stupid thing because Josh Allen only threw for 398 yards, not 400. <laughs> but um, you got to take that stuff with a great assault. Del Reed, our guest on the ML Sports Platter. A couple more quick questions for you, Del. At Del Reed on Twitter, the co-founder of Bills Mafia and the fan base, of course, running 26 shirts, doing an awesome job with uh, with Dan and, and, and the crew there at 26shirts.com. Make sure you make your purchase uh, for several of, of the different uh, looks and, and themes and styles. And, and I, I got to tell you, I, I bought the mystery, uh, several mystery ones. I didn't, I don't know how I missed this, Dell, but I open up the package and I see an, a Bonaventure shirt, an unfurl the brown and white, um, you know, rise to March shirt. I, I, I don't know how I missed that, but as a Bonaventure alum, I, I literally won if you had only shipped me that shirt. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it. I'm glad it worked out, man. I'm glad it worked out. We uh, we did that one a few months ago, and it was a little bit of a remix of one we did years ago. I think it was when the women made it to the the uh, NCAA tournament in fifteen or sixteen. But uh, yeah, I'm glad it worked out, man. I appreciate the support. I I can't. I couldn't believe when I saw it. I, first of all, it was great to get it, and it was a surprise. But then I said, "How did I miss this one?" Because I'm always on. I'm always on your stuff, making sure that I see. Uh, what's next? How, how, how about get into it for my listeners too? some of the recent folks you've helped and and some of the recent designs and how you came up with those, Del? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, right now we're selling a really cool shirt. It says, if you give a buffalo a wing, which is a take on a popular children's book, and that helps uh, first grader Adrian Gomez in his fight you know, with cancer. Uh, it's doing really well. I'm really proud of the way it's performing. We're going to make a dent, you know, in this family's medical bills, which is great. This is why we exist. Um, and then we have another shirt we just launched on Monday called Buffalo Muscle, which is a little bit of a play on the, the Mustang logo. And that helps a gentleman named Jeff Housenet, who's dealing with a really crappy situation himself, doesn't have a good prognosis. So we just want to help him and the family however we can. So those are the two most recent ones that we, you know, we've put out there and, you know, like I said, we're proud of, you know, the way they're performing, both of them. And, you know, we're uh, uh, so honored and humbled that, you know, our fellow fans believe in what we do and, and love what we do because none of it's possible. We can put all the different designs we want out on the Internet, but if people don't buy them, if they don't believe in our causes, then we're not doing anything. You know, there might not be a shirt that has more value now than Victory Monday. Right, like I, I ended up not getting a Victory Monday shirt last year. I was two or three weeks in. I almost got it. I said, "Nah," and I waited. I kept waiting. I got a couple others, of course. But I said, "Man, I should have gotten that because I could have worn that shirt literally like thirteen times this year <laughs> with value." And frankly, some people were pulling this, and I think you even had tweeted it. And I really got a chuckle out of it, where people were wearing because they were on prime time so much. Again, we're going to get four more prime time games next year. But, you know, people were wearing it Thursday morning or Friday morning afterwards. Or if they won on Sunday night football, they wore it. Well, obviously, Victory Monday would happen then. But if they won on Monday night football, I should say, they'd wear it on Tuesday morning and just kind of act as though it was a Victory Monday. So that talk about a value for a shirt right there. Huh? Maybe I should pick one up because they'll win a bunch more next year. <laughs> yeah, Victory Monday on a Tuesday, I think, is one of the days we were talking about. Um, yeah, it, it was really cool. And we'll bring it back again this summer. I think we brought it back last season. I think it was a couple weeks into the season, which was poor timing on our part. That's, I'll take the blame on that. But we'll make sure that we have it out ahead of time because, you know, the, the Bills are going to have a lot of Ws this year, we believe. <laughs> and so we want people to be able to, to wear it, especially the expats, people who don't live, 
you know, in Western New York, it's great when they can show up to work on a Monday morning, uh, either wearing the shirt or maybe under their button down, they can flash it to their, you know, their, maybe their, their Boston coworkers or their, you know, wherever they live, Texas, wherever they can, they can show that, you know, that Buffalo pride. Do you have through the years a favorite model shirt? You know, do you have a favorite look, uh, uh, theme, whatever the case may be? Do, do, do you, do you rank them at all? Or are they all kind of like your, uh, I guess you have what over six thousand kids or so, right? Is that the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we have six thousand designs, but yeah, I, I it often, feels that I way. Often use, it does. It does. I often uh, use that analogy when people say, "What's your favorite design?" I'm like, ah, it's like asking what my favorite kid is. But I mean, if you go from in terms of, you know, we exist to help. So if you want to go through that angle, you know, our when the Blue Jays set up shop in Buffalo last summer, we did the major league design and. That's our so best-selling cool. design ever. Is it really? Raised, oh, yeah. We raised almost $70,000 split between wow. two different food banks. Wow. Yeah. And go go, go figure on that, right? Because Buffalo is is Bills and Sabres country, and you guys come out with something that's baseball-related, and it and it sells the most. Yeah, I think it was a, a, a mix of just a perfect storm. I mean, it was you're, we're in the middle of covid you know, there was not a lot to celebrate. And even the fact that fans couldn't go to the games last year, just the fact that, you know, Buffalo was at the center of something um, was really cool. And, you know, last summer, at least, we thought it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You know, you know, this coming Tuesday, they're going to start playing again and fans are going to be able to attend this time. But um, it was just a really special time. And, and people, I think, wanted to commemorate it. We had shirts and hats and everything. So I think if you want to think of, like, in terms of the amount of good we did through a design, that's absolutely my favorite. And then in terms of personal ones, <laughs> we have a lot of shirts that are, you know, Marvel references. Anybody who follows me on Twitter, if you're not a huge Marvel fan, thanks for continuing to follow me because I know I tweet about it all the time. <laughs> but but um, any of the shirts that reference, you know, that subject matter is, you know, those, those are in the conversation as well. I'll tell you. Uh, some of these ones you just—I surf through the the site that are that are so cool. Um, <clears throat> I like a lot of the Buffalo, like the city themed shirts. You know, one of my favorite is the street sign one. How did you come up with the idea for that? It's just a simple, cool street sign. The Buffalo is on the left. It says Buffalo, New York. It's that simple. It's blue. It's classy. W- what made you say, "Hey, let's do let's do a street sign and just Buffalo, New York, and keep it simple, stupid, right?" The kiss theory. Yeah. 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 Like last, uh, last spring or whatever it was, I was driving down Delaware Ave in the city. And I mean, all the different street signs and, you know, down Delaware and, you know, elsewhere, they, they look exactly like that. And it's like Delaware Avenue or, or Summer Ave or, you know, wherever. Um, <laughs> I remember like, why has nobody made a shirt like this? Yeah, and then like, as soon as it entered my mind, I'm like, Holy crap! We have to make it because now I thought of it. And I'm going to kick myself if no one else, if somebody else does, because the shirt hasn't been made as far as I know uh, all these years. And watch, I'm going to take it and somebody else is going to put it out. So um, yeah, it was just just driving down through the city, seeing the sign, and going, "That's a really simple design." And the simple designs often are, you know, some of the more popular ones. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter. And you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. 
If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. You know when you order a new video game or a golf club or a blender and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details. For the last minute gifter, the crafty life hacker, or the person who likes to surprise the ones they love, Pro Flowers has you covered with bold bouquets backed by a seven day freshness guarantee. Check out the fun side of flowers and save up to 15% when you go to proflowers.com slash refresh. Any day is a good day to send some big blooms to your cutie or a gift basket and botanical beauty to your bestie. Just head over to proflowers.com slash refresh and save up to 15%. See website terms for details. Are you champing at the bit here to go to go to the stadium and see football in person again? You go into any road games? I mean, it, it's this 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 fan base is going to just. I mean, goodness, Dell. Last year, if there were fans, obviously we know what, how raucous and crazy it would have been. But you know, them coming off that year and and not being able to go until the playoffs. Are you are you going? Are you champing at the bit? Have you thought about what it's going to be like that first game and how loud? That that fan that fan group is going to be there in Orchard Park. Have, have I thought about it, dude? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yes, I, you, absolutely, I can't wait. You're a busy wait. guy. You're a busy guy no, between the shirts and the comics, world. man. I don't know. You know. Yeah, the world stops when the Bills play, man. The world stops for me. So no, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. To be bringing the whole family this year to to every game. We're going to the other four of us: my wife, my two daughters. Every game. Can't wait. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. So I can't no wait. Kidding. Looking forward to it. Wow. And wow. In terms, not, I mean, every home game, I should say. I'm not that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I got gotcha. you. But I'll leave that to Pinto Ron. That's his, <laughs> that's his, that's his brand. That's I was going to say, are you trying to carry the torch from Pinto Ron? A couple more <laughs> quick ones for Del Reed, co-founder, of course, Bill's Mafia, 26 shirts, 26shirts.com. Go grab all those Buffalo style uh, shirts. I, I, you've told me this before, and I, I, you're such a humble dude, but, you know, and, and I know you're you're to this day still in a way blown away what all of this has become, you know, the Bills Mafia thing and the hashtags and the fan base and the growth and, and the shirt company and all the rest. I, I know how thankful and humble you are, but but you got to take a ton of credit for it. I know you have a great team. I know you've applauded a lot of other people, but you need to take a lot of, of, of credit for it. Do you think there will be a day down the line where you where you take a bow for all this? Take a bow. How do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, at the end of a Broadway show, right? Like the cast does a bow. It's like it, it, they bow and you know, hey, thanks for coming out to their fans or thanking their fans, and then the fans clap and stand for them as a thank you for for coming out. So Del Reed takes a bow, and to me, I just you know, I think of Bills fans just standing up and applauding you and and your group for all the money you've raised in charity and you know, giving so many people a great product and something to feel good about. Well, we get, you know, we get a lot of, uh, of praise already. And like you said, I am quick to deflect because it's not all me. I appreciate what you're saying. Thank you very much. Uh, but, you know, taking a bow makes it sound like it's over. This show's not ending anytime soon. I meant so down the line. That's why I said down the line, man. That, I, I, didn't yeah. mean, I didn't mean tomorrow. Don't worry. You better not quit tomorrow on me. You know? Yeah. No, I have no, pl- I have no plans. <laughs> you know, in fact, like we 
Dan and I, we work with a business consultant. One of the things he was saying is like, all right, you, you need to know what your exit strategy is, you know, or have multiple exit strategies. Every business owner needs to have a, like, I don't know, death. <laughs> He's like, that's not a good exit strategy as a business owner. So I don't know what that, I don't even know what that means. We're still going back and forth on that, but I plan on doing this for as long as I can, you know, do it as well as I can for as long as I can. You know, that that's, I just, I'm just really enjoying the ride and super, like you said, I am super grateful and I do feel humbled. Um, at the attention that our, our, our stuff gets. And so I'm just super thankful for, for all of it. It's, it's a fun ride. All right, final one for you. Where do you see this 26 shirts thing going three years from now, five years? You know, let's peer into the future here a little bit. Where where do you think you'll be? Where, where do you hope you'll be uh, uh, expanding even more? I mean, what what's happening in the next few years here for you? Yeah, great question. Who knows, dude? I have no idea. We uh, we have lots of well, we have lots of ideas, but nothing we're ready to implement or even try. Um, but you know, we just opened up the the showroom uh, two and a half weeks ago, and it's really cool being able to have you know customers. I, I like the term partners better, but you know, customers coming in, actually getting to meet them, you know, face to face. It's just it's really nice to be able to talk to people and personally thank them for you know the. Uh, you know, the, the support they provide for the causes that we're trying to support, right? So um, who knows? I mean, maybe there, there's more of that in the future. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We have a Chicago line. I would love for the Chicago line to grow more and do more good in that city. So we'll see. We're just going to play it by ear. So so many things, you know, that have happened over the past seven plus years have been borderline accidental or not, <laughs> unplanned. So, I mean, I'm not going to start playing now. <laughs> not too deeply. We'll see where... We'll see where uh, we'll see where this takes us. By the way, twenty six shirts. Why why the number twenty six? Well, when we first launched, when I first came up with this idea, it was going to be a one year community service project, <laughs> a different design every two weeks, fifty two weeks divided by two mm. twenty six. So it made yeah. a lot of sense to me at the time, and I have been explaining it ever since. And now it makes no sense because we all have to do shirt every week, yeah. and on Wednesdays we do special editions of comebacks. So uh, we're kind of—it's kind of like like in Buffalo, there's a, uh, a chain called Just Pizza. Uh, I think they've since changed like Just Pizzas and Wings and stuff. But like for a long time it was Just Pizza, and I always thought it was funny because you would go to Just Pizza and you could order wings and stuff, <laughs> you know. So like, I mean, we're called Twenty Six Shirts, and we do a lot more than 26 shirts in a year and we sell a lot more than shirts. So I think we're too invested in the brand name now. We're never changing it. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Shirts, hats, mugs. It's so good. 26shirts.com. Click there right uh, on that Buffalo uh, icon and uh, go make some purchases today with Dell and his group. You can get him on Twitter at Dell Reed, also the co-founder of Bill's Mafia. Dell, this was awesome. Always love having you on. Thanks so much. Hey, man, I appreciate the invite. I'll come on anytime. I appreciate it. I love talking to you. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends at Welch & Company Jewelers. Log on to welchjewelers.com today for the best jewelry around. Engagement rings, wedding rings, bracelets, necklaces, you name it. Welch & Company Jewelers getting it done. I want to spend the second half of this podcast chatting about Bryson DeChambeau and, and... Really, you know, him and Brooks Kepka and what's what's been happening with the feud here. Because um, I th- I love it. I think it's fantastic. If if you saw <laughs> Brooks Kepka, you know, give the press conference there after the PGA Championship, um, 
Bryson DeChambeau walked by and Kepka did like an eye roll and it literally, I mean, it went viral. Uh, I believe the video, uh, I'm watching it right now. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's hysterical. And, uh, you know, 10 million views and all this stuff. And I guess it got taken down because of a copyright issue. And I don't really know the details of that, but, um, the freeze frame and Kepka and rolling, you know, closing his eyes, shaking his head, just, oh my God, here comes this clown. Um, I, I guess, you know, that the click clack of DeChambeau's golf spikes were really what set Kepka off during that, that, that interview. And these guys have been kind of sniping each other since 2019, but you know how people out there say, well, you got to have a rivalry in sports, right? You got to have Never, never Tolova and Ebert. You got to have Ali Frazier. You know, you got to have Bird Magic. You got to have, you know, Sampras Agassi. You know, you got to have, you got to have these, you got to have uh, uh, Woods Mickelson. You got to have, uh, you know, Arnold Palmer and and Jack Nicholas. Or if Palmer goes back a little bit, you got to have Tom Watson and Jack. You got to have, you got to have a, 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 a main rivalry. And I think if the sport is, really at the height it, it sometimes it doesn't need a rivalry i mean do rivalries help sports sure help ratings uh dynasties also help ratings uh because let's face facts if you're a fan of that dynasty you're going to keep watching keep buying keep watching you know keep keep uh keep rooting and just your eyes are going to be glued to it if you're against that dynasty, you get sick of them, you're jealous of them, whatever the case may be, you're going to grow to hate them if you didn't hate that team already. And so therefore you've got both sides of it, right? You got the love-hate relationship. And that's, you know, I remember when the Yankees were on top for so many years in the Joe Torre era, it was so much of that. You were either a Yankee fan or you just couldn't stand them and got so sick of them winning. You might have respected Mo, Mo Rivera and Posada and Pettit and, and Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter, sure, but by the same token, you were like, I am done with this. I hate the Yankees. I'm sick of seeing them win it. And so I think it depends. I think if, if a sport is at the height, um, sometimes it's at the height without a rivalry. And I'll give you an example. Tiger Woods, I don't think, really had a rival for a long period of time. There were different golfers during his heyday in 2000. 2001, 2002, even 99, you know, at the back end, middle, middle to back end of that year, uh, into 2000, 2001, 2002, you know, he was winning tons and tons and tons of majors. You know, David Duvall here, VJ Singh there. I remember Singh took the number one ranking from him, right? You had Sergio Garcia pop on the scene. Phil Mickelson was kind of trying to get over the hump and win his first major uh, during all this, right? Um, but Woods, you know, Ernie Els. But Woods never really had a major, major rivalry for five to eight years where Jack Nicholas had Arnold Palmer and, I would argue, Tom Watson. Tom Watson actually has more majors than Arnold Palmer, and he would go face-to-face with Jack Nicholas, and there would be no fear factor whatsoever. I mean, Nicholas uh, was taken out by Watson, you know, in majors. Um, and the 81 Masters comes to mind. I mean, that was the, the last Masters, actually, uh, the last major before this last PGA Championship where the final twosome had won at least four majors minimum in their career. And this year it was the same thing lined up with Phil Mickelson and and Brooks Kepka. Um, but it seems as though 
we might have something here. And I don't know if DeChambeau and Kepka can be the top two golfers in the world and be sniping at each other with the rivalry, because that to me would be would be the ultimate, right? If you had a golf rivalry, but they were both the best players in the sport, that is that is crazy to think about. Does golf need that jolt right now? It might. I mean, Tiger Woods is, is recovering from that horrific car, car accident. I mean, who knows if he's even going to swing a club again. Um, ratings obviously did incredibly well with Phil Mickelson. But how many more times are we going to see that from Phil? We might not see it again. Are we going to see it from someone else? Possibly. But that player, more times than not, is not going to have the fanfare, the love, uh, the beloved Phil Mickelson, right? It's not going to have that same flair for uh, the dramatic and, and that just that beloved feeling from the fan base. Because um, people love Phil, um, mostly. So it, it, it's it's interesting to think about because you can have a rivalry in a sport, and you know you're you're not at the at the top. Like for example, the Cubs and Cardinals can both be bad, but both of those fan bases are going to be at each other's throats for 19 games during the season, and those games will still matter a ton to Cubby fans and Redbird fans, no question. But they might not be the top two teams in baseball, right? Um, You can have a rivalry within the sport, but not be at the top. And I think it would be remarkable, not just if these guys, you know, kind of kicked off this this rivalry a little bit. I I mean, it's gotten pretty intense, but, you know, it's been going on for a couple years, but it seems like we're getting maybe to it being pretty heated. I would love to see these guys obviously paired in the U.S. Open. (laughs) I think that would be unbelievable. Um, That would be so much fun because then, you know, there's no way they're going to talk to each other probably. Um, and they have to shake each other's hands after the round, probably. I mean, you don't have to do anything, but out of the respect of the game, they probably still would, but I can't imagine a lot of long eye contact or a lot of words, right? It, there'd just be a lot there. They're both going to get asked about it. Uh, will one guy crack, right? There's just been so much back and forth with these two guys that I would love to see them go at each other for a number of years here, and they're both pretty darn good. I don't know if Bryson DeChambeau can you know, keep up his play with that enormous body of his. I mean, he wants to continue to put on weight. I mean, he wants to put on another 20, 30, 40 pounds, which is absurd. I mean, what does this guy want to do? He wants to play golf at 280 pounds? Um, But right now he's hitting the ball a mile. He's already won a major. He's been in a ton of top fives and tens. So he's clearly, it's clearly worked, whatever he's done. I just don't know if it has sustainability. Brooks Kepka, a little bit on the lighter side. He's obviously built like a, a, a complete and utter monster. Um, but he has four majors, okay? If DeChambeau can get one more major in the next, yeah, you know, one or two more majors in the next, like, four to six majors, and Kepka gets another one or comes close, and they're, like, at four and two or five and three or something of that sort, but they're both at the top of the game, you know, ahead of Rory McIlroy, ahead of Jordan Spieth, ahead of Justin Thomas, ahead of Dustin Johnson, right? Like if, 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 if these two guys are ahead of all those players and they also have the rivalry brewing would be pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. 
So in a game, and I'm reading right from a New York Times article here, in a game in which players are rebuked for sneezing during an opponent's backswing and chided for mismatched clothing, trash-talking, as someone in golf might say, is not par for the course. That was a great paragraph by the terrific writer Bill Pennington. All I could think about with this is, yeah, but if these guys brew up a rivalry and the fans, you know, bite it, you know, kind of take a chunk into it, I don't even know if fans would take a side. I mean, I suppose DeChambeau kind of rubs people the wrong way with his attitude and analytics and thinking he's smarter than everybody else. You know, would they go to Brooks Kepka because DeChambeau rubs people the wrong way? I, I you know, I could see that happening. Um, but you don't have a Phil or a Tiger. Um, you don't have a Jack. You don't have a giant of the game. You don't have a um, an international star who has kind of his own across-the-pond fan base to kind of, you know, put with the one here in America. And Rory uh, is close to that. Uh, Rory is even keeled, though, and not very controversial. I mean, the most controversial he'll get is, you know, walking off of the course and maybe lying about, you know, a tooth injury or, or when he had dental surgery or whatever the case may be, or saying that Bryson DeChambeau has actually gotten in my head. Um, those are about the only things he's ever said to make any kind of news. Uh, he is bland. I don't know if I'd call him boring. Uh, love the way he talks. Love his charisma. Uh, I root for Rory. Um, you know, he, he said he want, I remember when he said too, that, you know, he's just playing for the money a few years ago and it rubbed people the wrong way. Those are really the only things that he's ever done. He doesn't do anything close to DeChambeau. <laughs> DeChambeau is in people's faces. He's on social media. He's talking people down. Uh, you know, he, he is, he said that, uh, he said so many things that just don't make sense to regular golf Joes. Um, you know, remember the, the master's comments as well. And, uh, how he was commenting on how he could hit it over the trees, and obviously that didn't work. It's never been done before. Nobody's ever hit it over all the trees at Augusta. It was an absurd comment. Um, you know, and just multiple other things that he brings up in the game of golf that just rub people the wrong way. Um, but but we've had something going on here pretty good. I mean, we really have. And, you know, DeChambeau, he's a lightning rod right now. The player's a lot of them don't like him. 40 pounds of muscle, overpowering golf courses. Uh, he's become a guy who's in people's faces. He's doing things that people don't like. Uh, Brooks Kepka doesn't like the, the spikes. Um, and again, this is a couple-year thing going on here, too. Um, you know, Kepka, by the way, has also mocked DeChambeau for playing too slow. You know, that that made major news. DeChambeau has is, is mocked Brooks Kepka's abs, <laughs> you know, um, and now what we've got is this incredible, um, incredible match that's coming up, which should be just unbelievable theater to watch. I can't wait for this. Um, and things had calmed down for a couple of days after the PG, and then it picked right back up with the celebrity charity golf ma- match that was announced with DeChambeau going with uh, Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. And then Twitter just started exploding. Tom Brady started it with um, a screen grab, Bryson happy to be here, uh, right where Bryson is walking by Kepka in the press conference of the PGA Championship, and then Aaron, and then it says right below Kepka's mouth, Aaron realizing he has to spend the whole day with Bryson, which was hysterical. Um, and then Kepka tweets at Aaron Rodgers, sorry, bro. <laughs> and then DeChambeau comes back with, uh, it's nice to be living rent-free in your head. But perhaps the best thing to come out of all of this was Phil Mickelson. And I hadn't seen this until I just started recording a minute ago. Mickelson said, 
I feel like I'm in the middle of something and should step aside. But in parentheses, he puts, except they want the current PGA champ <laughs> with a smiley face. So um, it's just hysterical. But see, this is the stuff now with the play of social media in it and, and all that. I would love to see Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson go, uh, 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 and Brooks Kepka, excuse me, uh, DeChambeau and Kepka go toe to toe in some majors. Uh, and, 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 and sort of spit at each other through social media and all the rest. I think it'd be great for the game of golf. And look, if they're doing that and they both end up being for a stretch of time, even if it's three to five years, if they are the top two players in the world while this is going on, I think it's going to add a ton to golf. You can hate or, or like DeChambeau. I don't care. I think he's good for golf because it's giving the sport attention. He's hitting it a long ways. We know what the home run has done in, in baseball. Although now there's too many home runs, too many walks, too many strikeouts. But remember 10, 15 years ago, chicks dig the long ball. They made commercials about it. You know, deep home runs, McGuire, Sosa. We know what the home run does in terms of fans and standing up and going crazy and watching it, you know, go out of the ballpark. It's like an alley-oop. It's like a, a one-timer for hockey fans. It's like that. So I think if you've, you've kind of got this situation going on here, uh, with DeChambeau and, and, and him rubbing people the wrong way and maybe a budding rivalry here with, with Brooks. Uh, this could be a terrific, terrific thing uh, for the game of golf. Mike Lindsley with you. It's the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms brought to you by our friends at Rosie's Corner, CNY Electrical, Prestwick Golf, and Stanley Law Offices. Log on to stanleylawoffices.com for more. That's stanleylawoffices.com. Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. Many thanks again to Del Reed, the co-founder of Bills Mafia and 26 Shirts Operator, doing an amazing job at Del Reed on Twitter. You can get this podcast, by the way, all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, you name it, Castbox. Go ahead and download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review and some feedback. That stuff goes an awfully long way. As I always tell you. Enjoy the games. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com fedcontracts. How many steps do you take before you have foot pain? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with The Good Feet Store, and the truth is, the battle between our feet and the concrete or asphalt usually winds up with our feet losing. 
Studies show that about 75% of people will experience some kind of foot pain by middle age. I found that out a number of years ago with plantar fasciitis, and I tried to remedy it with shoes and drugstore cushions that didn't work. Finally, I went to the Good Feet store, was personally fitted for arch supports, and I loved them so much, I bought the store. Without a plan to protect and support your feet, it is likely you could one day be one of the millions living with chronic foot pain. Don't wait until pain demands that you visit us. Stop by the Good Feet store today and let one of our trained arch support specialists fit you with your personal system of arch supports. The Good Feet store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.